Hello, everybody. Welcome again to the Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. program is brought to you by Triad Veterans League in association with BNN Media. This is WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. And today we have our segment on health and our guest today represents Whittier Street Community Health Center. And we want to welcome Melissa Leaston. Melissa Leaston. Hi, Melissa. How are you? I'm well. How are you today? Nice to see you back again with some Likewise. information that we uh, need to get out into the community. Certainly, uh, so much is going on in the health field. Yes. And we are really appreciative of you coming in today to talk about what it is that we is contributing health-wise so much, I might add. And a lot of people know about Whittier, and we're going to learn a little more about Whittier. Uh, 617-427-1000, I believe that's the number. Sure. If you want to make an appointment, get yourself healthier. Melissa, what's going on around this virus that we, or should I say viruses that's happening in yeah. our community and in our nation? Yes, there are concerns um of course, because right now it's also flu season, mm, and we're mm. also seeing another respiratory virus called RSV that mainly um, in the past had affected children, but we're now seeing it also affect more adults. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking, of course, to prevent the flu and prevent COVID, and the most effective way to do that is through vaccination. Okay. So we are vaccinating everyone who's eligible six months and up. Um. Also, we have um, available for our elders age 65 and up um, a higher dose flu vaccine. And that is because as we age, our immune system changes. And so this higher dose is more effective for the elder population. So we also provide that for our elders as well. Well, you know, I want to just say that uh, since I last saw you, I was... Uh, going to go and get that shot, that booster shot, and I didn't do that. And I ran into somebody that knocked on my door, and I, I said, who is it? And he identified himself as 19. And I said, 19? I said, I don't know nobody 19. And then she said, come to the door, come to the door. And cracked the door. And I went to the door. Cracked the door and in walked COVID 19. Mm. And boy, I'm going to tell you, sometimes advice is what you need when it comes to your health. Because I went to Whittier the next day and uh, tested, and I had already taken the, the earlier shots, and they told me to go home. And what a what a mess that was. I felt so bad. I didn't feel like two cents, Melissa. I was in bad shape for a couple of weeks, it seemed like. But I went back over there, and I uh, got straightened out. So if you haven't taken your booster shot, I would suggest that you do that. 
because you don't want that. I agree. I'm sorry that you were feeling so badly, but I am also happy that you're here and fully recovered. Right. Um, that's so important as well. And because you had those primary vaccines, that probably helped you to be able to fight and get through that. So I'm happy to hear that. Right. Um, this virus changes. And so we hear in the news about all these different variants, you know, AVIS, mm -hmm. BQ, all these different names. Wow. But, you know, as as the virus changes, we need to change how we're combating it. So that right. means changing the kind of vaccines that we're using. So as the virus is changing, we're doing surveillance, seeing, okay, what's out there? How sick is it making people? And how can we prevent this? And so they'll change the vaccines to reflect what's happening in the community so we can try and stop it. So when folks are like, why are we taking so many shots? It's because they've changed. They've updated it to reflect the strains that are out in the community in the U.S. now. I mean, they are like in China. <laughs> Those people in China, boy, they are really in bad shape over there, you know. Uh, and in the reports that we 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 see in the media, you know, uh, my granddaughter who lives in Brooklyn is three years old, and she has RSV. I think that's the right. Yes. Yeah, she had that, and uh, it wasn't a happy camper in her household. She had to go to the hospital for a couple of days, but I spoke with my son last night, and that was a couple of weeks ago, that she got that, but she's doing much better. So, folks, you know, I guess what we're talking about today is the importance of trying to make sure that you are healthy. And one of the ways that you do that is that you go and get some medical advice when you're not feeling like yourself, it doesn't cost you anything uh, but a visit to Whittier Street for those folks over there to do their job, which is to try to keep you strong and long in our community. And for you people of elder ages like myself, just hearing about a special vaccine that they have for the flu should be good enough for you to get up and do what you need to do for yourself. And um, it's very important that you do that because these variances of, of these viruses keep popping up. And I don't know how that happens. And people are saying it's climate change. Well, it could be climate change and people change too. Because the way these viruses are happening, we need to be able to, like Melissa was saying, to be able to you know, dance with these viruses and move with them or anticipate them coming your way by going and getting your checkup. And if you need to get uh, some type of a inoculation, you can get that. Inoculation, I'm sorry. If you need to get a shot, you know, you, you should do that because people are dying from this, you know. Yes, people are people are dying from it. Um, some of the hospitals and ICUs, fortunately, here in Massachusetts, we are not overwhelmed. But um, some of the Midwest states are overwhelmed. 
Um, a lot of the pediatric ICUs, because of the RSV compounded with the COVID, are filling up. And so it's our job in the community health centers to keep people out of the hospital and out of the ICUs by doing preventative care. Like right. the vaccines is just one thing, but we also have other therapeutic treatments as well because there are folks that unfortunately cannot be vaccinated. Right, right. So we also have treatments for them as well so that they can be protected. Thank you so much for uh, reminding me by saying what you just said, that there are people, there are a lot of people that can't get vaccinated, huh? There's a number of people, and then there are people that are more at risk because of their age or because maybe they have cancer or another disease process that makes it difficult um, for them to heal and affects their immunity. Mm-hmm. Is there is there anything on the the research that we need to know about these uh, particular viruses, etc.? I think the main thing that we need to realize is mm-hmm. that it's really not going to go anywhere. It's here. It's going to change. We need to be able to change and pivot with us with it and not live in fear. Okay. We have the tools to combat this. We just need to really, like anything else, when you want to see change, you got to stay consistent. Right. And so we need to remain vigilant, even though it's tiring, by doing the vaccines, washing our hands, covering our cough, maintaining our distance. If you're not well, stay home, mm-hmm. you know, encourage others to do the same. So I think it's a really a collective movement on keeping COVID at bay. I think also I want to like mention to you and to our listening audience about uh, the recovery is different. Mm-hmm. It's different. And when, and the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm just getting a little more agile when I walk because I'm thinking that my feeling like I was going to fall down or stumble or whatever, you know, that's kind of gone away, but it's still there. And I was talking with someone, and they were telling me about a symptom that they were having was with their taste. Mm-hmm. Is there anything to that? There the is. after effects I'm talking about? Yes. Some folks end up, they have what's called prolonged COVID, where they will have the symptoms of COVID over an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are some that recover, but they'll have a lingering symptom or two that they you know, don't really know where it's stemming from other than the COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've had folks with prolonged cough, um, neurological symptoms, headaches, Mm -hmm. um, things of that nature, or they're just tired. It's um, COVID fatigue. And they're just feeling tired and kind of not themselves for an extended period of time. I think we might have to touch on that again before, you know, we uh, end the show because... A lot of people, for instance, myself, I was, when I woke up this morning, I felt I had been sweating like before when I was actually struggling with the COVID. And I said, oh, man, I hope I'm not catching this again. What is the possibility of a person becoming reinfected? 
The possibility is there, I guess, you do build antibodies. That does take time, but it's almost like with anything else. Once you have it, mm. you're more susceptible because your body is already, um, it already knows it. Mm -hmm. And so it's more, fam it's more familiar. Mm -hmm. In some cases, your body will combat it. In other, in other cases, it's just not strong enough to. A lot of times, uh, your immunodeficiency system has something to do with that, right? Yes, yes, yeah. and different things can affect it. Of course, age mm -hmm. can affect it. Um, there's so many different things. Right. What about people that are actively using substance abuse? So folks that are actively using substances are more at risk, obviously, um, so they're more at risk for catching COVID. A lot of times, um, the communal settings that they're in, mm -hmm. some folks are homeless or sharing, having to share items, mm -hmm. not just like um, paraphernalia for substances, but also sharing items, clothing items, drinks, things of that nature, okay. not able to distance. Right. We'll be right back, folks. Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible, struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. This is the other page radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. Program is brought to you by Triad Veterans League in association with being in media. And um, we got a good show today. We're talking about trying to stay healthy. But before I resume our earlier conversation, uh, those two PSAs that I was just Playing for veterans is, is, you know, we want you to get the information because information is, can be life-saving. And the way things are going right now for our veterans, particularly veterans of color, it's not so good. You know, we're not being treated equally. Well, that, that you already know. But I just want to take this moment, take this moment, and thank Whittier Street Community Health Center for the work that they do with their veterans program. You can go veterans to Whittier Street and get the cultural sensitivity that you might not get at the VA in Jamaica Plain or West Roxbury or Brockton. And that's the thing that... Um, Triad Veterans League is looking at how do we improve the services and make our veterans of color feel 
good about themselves and rescue them from that inability to cope with so much stress that's a part of military life because a lot of times veterans come in to the military with social stresses caused by racism. And when they get in the military and become a part of the military, because of their inability to cope and because of the trauma that they're surrounded by, they become what might be called problematic. They are not easy to obey audience, I mean orders, so that's called oppositional defiance. And that's one of the ways that begins the process of substance abuse use. You're out of control and you get a habit. You're addicted. You can't behave according to what is required. You don't get treatment, not right away. You get bad conduct discharges because of your behavior. And let me tell you something. They was doing that for a long time, not being able to deal with those kind of behavior traits with veterans. And they didn't at that time understand that addiction is treatable. Did you hear what I said? They just got rid of a lot of people until they became overwhelmed because white veterans were addicted as well. Now, let me just make this real clear so you can understand what this program, The Other Page Radio, is all about. It is solution-driven. We seek information that will help our veterans. We go into our community and we go to places like Mass and Cash and see our men and some women veterans caught up. Now, I was reading something today about Yale Law School Veterans Clinic, and they are doing some research work on the the history of, of racism and discrimination in the United States military that dates back over a couple of hundred years. So if you got a problem that's systemic for almost 500 years, you're not going to get rid of it in five years. You're going to have to study that problem. And that's what I'm advocating because Triad Veterans League has been invited to be a part of a lung cancer uh, strategy for minority veterans and how to awaken an interest for them to come in and begin to get the treatment that's culturally sensitive because that's what it's all about. It's about getting rid of those old ways and introducing new ways to keep you healthy. And that is why Whittier Streets is here today talking about the viruses. And I also brought in the fact that 
Whittier Street has done a lot for veterans, and they have a section there where veterans will be treated with respect and dignity, something that they don't always get. And a lot of them don't go to the VA because of the fact that they're not getting that. So Triad Veterans League was involved with the late uh, Dr. Joseph Warren, a Ph.D., and a veteran at Northeastern University and Northeastern University Public Health Institute. We were able to uh, work with the Boston Public Health Commission to do a survey on black veterans and services that they did not receive and do not go or did not go to the VA because of lack of culture sensitivity. We're still working with that. So I just want to let you know that we care about our veterans. I got a number, 857-204-5312. We got Whittier Street, 617-427-1000. You don't have to be if you are in situations that are threatening to your sanity because there's too many people that are having these uh Suicide attempts, ideations, I believe they're called, or actually committing suicide or getting a a room and no treatment with that room for that room to become a tomb. We have to be real sensitive to these men and women who raised their hands and said that they will follow orders and that order might mean that they might get sent someplace and don't come back the way that they went in. A lot of people that are in the military, when they went to different places and different countries, and maybe didn't even go out to the country, but got exposed to uh, systemic racism. You know, the glow and the, the bright eyes disappeared and they lost their luster. And they became strangers upon return. A lot of them, like myself, they just discharge you. If you're in situations where your safety might be involved, they didn't program you or orientate you or tell you where to go, they just discharge you. And a lot of people uh, look for solace and substances. So we want to reduce that. Uh, uh, tension that goes along with institutional racism. We want to be more sensitive. Again, we want to be appreciative for the people that are providing us the services with dignity. Again, that is Whittier Street Community Health Center. Uh, this is The Other Page Radio. Uh, my name is Haywood Fennell. I'm a veteran. I'm proud to say that I am a veteran, but I haven't always been like that. You know, I've had some reluctance because I know how people are caught up in their own stuff they don't really understand that uh, we're all the same. Again, we are back with the lady of the hour from Whittier Street. Miss Melissa is here today. Bring us up to date on what else you're doing over there at Whittier, please. So that's actually a great segue. Um, I wanted to talk about our engagement center, which is um, going out. Um, for example, this morning, our outreach team went out to Mass and Cass. 
um, talking to people, letting them know about our services and a new center that we have, an engagement center where they can come and find respite for the day. They can get meals. We have clothing. We have shoes, um, a place for them to come and get cleaned up. It's um, safe. We have security there, um, playing movies, games, just different things, um, just to give them that space to just, quote, unquote, have some normal time and, what about not, that? and not have the stigma. What about that? Well, I just got to interrupt you because yes. I, want our, I want our listening audience to understand the magnitude of the dedication of Frederica M. Williams and her staff. Because I see those vans and I see those people and I know some of those people and I know Frederica and I now I know you and I know you got to have a commitment in order for you to do the work. Yes. To even think about anybody else in their situation requires a sensitivity that's cultivated it just doesn't happen no it doesn't um i consider myself a steward of the community um and i feel like i have close ties to the community and um the first moment i ever walked into whittier street i felt like i came home i still say that to this day and so um, it's a movement, really. The community health centers are a movement, and Whittier Street, to me, is a movement. So there's a lot of emotion and passion um, driving the work that we're doing. We're not doing this for numbers, for accolades. We're doing this because this is the work that needs to be done for our community. Our community is dwindling. It's been gentrified. We are um, what I consider one of the last beacons of hope in the neighborhood, holding it down and giving people um, real information, real care. And real options. Yes. You know, no judgment, you know, because the Bible says, judge ye not so ye be not judged. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not a minister, but I can administer, <laughs> you know, and I just want people to know that I have been able to do what I'm doing because somebody prayed for me to help me get off that path of self-destruction 28 years ago. And I'm, I'm saying that not to brag because that's not even where I'm at. I, I want to do what Whittier does, and that is encourage people that there are options that we can take. I didn't have a Whittier Street Community Health Center and the magnitude that it is today in my life. And the places that I thought that would be available to giving me the help, I wasn't looking for them. I was in quicksand, I was thinking, and I was thinking, stinking, not thinking. Let me repeat that. I was thinking that it was all over, and I didn't care. And now in our community, folks, we have a place and a space, and more space is being made to accommodate the care that's needed for people to be able to think that they can change their lives. 
She described, Melissa described what is going on at Whittier now. They added another center, a unit, to process where you are and where you can go. It hasn't always been that way because a lot of people, you know, the only break that they got from substance abuse was when they got caught and went to jail. See, they don't put you in jail anymore now because they let people say, uh, we have this theory called a harm reduction. Don't get me started on that now. I ain't going to do that to you. But you know what I'm talking about. Surrounded by addiction is not a place where you want to be. But having an option to think about how you got there and the possibility with some help how you can get out. That's what Whitty is about. Go ahead and tell me about us that center y'all got over there now, Melissa. So um, we opened up earlier this month. Um, it's open five days five days a week. Um, all Everybody is welcome. It doesn't matter um, what your background is, income, anything. None of those questions are asked. Um, we also connect folks with resources. So if you need someone to go with you to apply for EBT, we can help with that. If you're looking for um, job interview skills, those are things we can help with. If you need, you know, a cl clothing to go to the interview, we can help with that as well. So it's just very, like you were saying, um, just kind of opening people up to all these avenues um, and options that they have and healthy options, I think, is key. H-E-L-P. H-E-L-P 617-427-1000 is where you can get H. E L P. Help is there. You gotta say help is on the way. Help is waiting for you at Whittier Street Community Health Center, a place where the mission is to keep you or get you or your family members healthy or healthier. We'll be right back. Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible, struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www veteransinc.org We got another number for you. Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. 
one of the things that, you know, I'm proud of is my association with Whittier Street Community Health Center because let me tell you something. There is nothing like being free. When I say that, I'm talking about people that change their lives and looking for a job or or some help and they can't get it because they got what is called the criminal offenders record identification, also known as Corey. A very sad story. Yeah, Corey is about fifty years old. It's a law that is applied to people that have been involved in the court system, whether it's probation, incarceration, uh, parole. And people look at that. Of course, they're saying now that they don't do that. But if you're looking for a job and that job requires driving and they ask you, do you drive And you're at the interview? And you say, yeah, then the people that are looking to employ you can actually go to registry and get your driver's license information. And, oh, by the way, do they have a quarry? See, there's always ways of obtaining information that can keep you from getting housing, getting an education, or getting a job. Whittier Street has been very dedicated to helping people by employing them. Yes. I was over there. I used to go to those meetings as I was the founder of the Stanley Jones Clean State Project, an advocacy think tank project for people that have quarries. Whittier Street hires these people. They stay with Whittier Street. They go into the community and they serve under the auspices of a very sensitive institution in our community known as Whittier Street Community Health Center. Community Health Center. Community Health Center that has set up a working, successful system that restores people's confidence in themselves to help other people. That's kind of strong there. They have a history of standing up for what is right. And that is to have a community that is healthy mentally and physically and now dealing with these viruses. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking totally about COVID-19 and uh, RSVs and, and uh, uh, flu viruses. I'm talking about the viruses of denial where people don't try to help each other. They get up and say one thing and do something else, but not at Whittier. Whittier has a record under the leadership of Frederica M. Williams of being innovative and caring and sharing. 
enough about Whittier right now. I just wanted to, you know, like express my uh, deep appreciation for the president of Whittier Street uh, donating some calendars from the 2023 Black Veterans uh, Calendar Program, uh, Black Veterans Calendar Program that helps us with our reading brigade. We have a Veterans Reading Brigade working with young people around literacy because if you can't read, you can't compete. And that calendar is full of information about the history of black veterans. I want to thank Whittier Street for being a part of that. And then I want to tell you about the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company who did a post-veteran celebration performance of the Harlem Renaissance Revisited with a Gospel Flavor at Roxbury Community College on November the 12th and November the 13th. And we want to thank BNN Media Live for providing us with a mobile recording unit to shoot that performance on November the 13th, and people are still talking about it. I don't want to seem like I'm bragging, but I am because veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource, and about five or six of the people that are involved in the Oscar Michelle Family Theater programs are, you guessed it, you guessed it right, veterans. Using a camera, using the technology to make this video available for our program and our next step is to create a community-based theater program that we will be teaching thematic theater. We will be teaching technology that deals with the boards, with the lighting, with the props, and all of that, and the voice. We have a principal member of our company who is a advanced degree Howard University graduate, Monica Anderson Spencer, whose husband is also a part of our curriculum development and a veteran, we are going to make an impact on theater and using American history as our source material. The Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program has a website created by Brother Troy Gale, Gay, G-A-Y-L-E. Our website is the, T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. And we are proud of our history. We want you to know that we are teaching, reaching, entertaining educating and empowering folks through our performances about our history, looking at the Harlem Renaissance era as one of our productions that has been impactful in how we think about ourselves. Now, I know you're all excited and want to know about the Statue Project that's going on over there at Dudley and Washington Street, right across the street from 
Station 2, Police Station 2, the little park that you see being renovated. We don't have a date yet for the statue to be placed there. But you can see the change. It's coming. The Edward O. Gordine Veterans and Friends Committee got a webpage, got a Facebook. We're getting ready to put that statue up there at the General Edward O. Gordine African American Veterans Park. We are making statements about our history. And we are really proud of our association with Whittier Street, who's represented here today. She's going to talk a little bit more about the center, about the work, about the spirit of the work that's being done at Whittier Street Community Health Center. Come on in there, Melissa. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, our pediatrics department. Okay. um, And let folks know that we also have COVID vaccines for children. So I think we talk a lot about adults, but um, we have You don't want to miss them kids. Exactly. So for six months and up, we also do COVID vaccines. We have bivalent boosters available for ages five and up. Um, There's been some talk in um, quite soon, there will also be bivalent boosters for the littler ones six months and up. So Our COVID clinic, you can walk in any day of the week if you want to be vaccinated or get your child vaccinated. If you're walking by or you're on the train and you're like, hmm, maybe I should just get my shot today, please stop by. We want to give you your vaccines. Um, We also have other childhood vaccinations as well as flu vaccinations. And it's um, really important being school age, daycare, And also for our elders that take care of our children as well, we need to be considerate in protecting them by vaccinating our children. And that is something that we have available um, to to all of our families. And even if you do not come to our health center but need your child to be vaccinated, we will be more than happy to do that as well. You know what? I, I, I think that I would be remiss as a host by not asking you, you know, um, how did you get all this information? What is your position over there? Because you seem to be everywhere, you know, uh, and doing the work. How, what, what is what is your position? I'm the director of nursing. I've been at Whittier for 18 years, kind of off and on. I've done a couple of other things, but like I said, I always come home. Um, I keep, I read a lot. I read, I don't really watch TV, but I read a lot. I make sure I keep up with the FDA, what's happening with the vaccines. I make sure I keep up with the Boston Public Health Commission and the Department of Public Health so that I know what's going on locally and also participating with um, HRSA and our Health and Human Services so that we get the broader picture as well. So I like to think of myself kind of jack of all trades. Everything's my job. The community is, is my job. Also, I, I don't want to. I don't want people to forget that Whittier is also involved in youth development. Yes, a strong program in youth development because uh, you know we got to really look out for our future, and that's the youth. That is the youth. I I want to also uh, thank uh, Eva Clark, who's the president of the board of directors, and she also does some extracurricular projects over there at Whittier 
and one of them was to have me come over and talk about our play, one of them, and also uh, do some book signing because I'm an author. And I want to thank those folks for allowing me to come in there. I don't know what they get this here. Melissa, I don't know where they get this here term. I know where they got it from, but uh, those ladies and those men that was over there, they was in the 70s, late 60s. A couple of them was 80 and over. But they didn't act like no elders to me. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the spirit is what counts. We struggle, and we're still struggling. But there's a unity at Whittier that is profound. I remember when we were over there doing the thing with the young men and some women around. Corey, how do we not feel ashamed that we were not perfect people and made mistakes and struggle, but there was some hope building over there. And I guess that's how I would describe Whittier if somebody asked me in one word, how would you describe it? I would say hope building, you know, inspiration. Because I was one of those persons that was honored at one of those men's health events that's still going on. And I was, like, stunned to receive an award for trying to rebuild my life with the help of Whittier. And it's a project that's still going on. It's just so wonderful to have around you people that may have been stuck in the same hole of despair as yourself working together to fill that hole up so that we could stand up better and move on with our lives. That's what you get when you go to Whittier Street. Hope. I want to thank you for coming in, young lady, today. Thank you for sharing that information about what you do. If you have any closing comments of how we can continue, I'd appreciate him. I just wanted to add that I always call Whittier a beacon of hope. So to hear you say that and have a similar reflection is um, makes me really happy. So I just want to leave with, please get vaccinated. And if you don't want to, but you're just thinking about it, stop by and ask questions. Um, sometimes... It's just you need more information to make a better decision, um, an informed decision. So even if you're not ready to get it, stop by and talk to us about it. We're so happy that you took the time to come in and share what you shared with our community. And the way that it was presented, people would come and see. They can't see you. They see somebody from Whittier. And they'll get the Whittier touch. We want to thank you again. This has been a wonderful day, wonderful time. This has been the other page brought to you by Triad Veterans League. My name is Haywood Fennell. Take care. Have a great week. And God bless you.